the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to the show. This is the Boys of Tech, episode 294 for Monday, the 8th of September, 2014. My name is Edwin Herman here in the studio in Wellington, and I'm joined over a Skype connection by my friend and co-host, Ben Zongo. Hi, Ed. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Did you have a good weekend? Did have a good weekend. Yep, it was, um, yeah, it was really good, actually. Did you do anything particularly interesting? Oh, I've been I'm trying to buy trying to find a piece of land to buy. Um I just want Oh, you were talking somewhere. You yeah. were talking about that some time ago and uh obviously this is a long process. Uh, somewhere in the wire wrapper, is that still where you're looking? Uh sort of anywhere within a couple of hours of Wellington. So yesterday uh on Saturday I went up um up the the west coast um, up to Shannon and had a look at a few places up around there. Oh yes, yes, yeah, and there's one that I really like. So something else to keep in mind is uh, I don't know if it's far enough for you, but uh, Waikawa Beach. Yeah, it's up um, by Manukau. It's a little bit. It's not what I want. Okay, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I've I've looked at a couple of places there and the restrictions they put oh. on. Like the building types and the um, like, what you can do, and it's just it's, it's not what I want. Ah, uh, okay, right, okay. So this uh, hopefully this Shannon one turns out to be okay for you. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. So I'll see see what happens. I got a good friend who comes from Shannon, actually. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's a small little place, but it's, mm. it's a nice enough area. Hmm. Sleepy little town. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite yeah. nice. All right. Well, I hope yeah. Hope that sort of you know goes to plan. Hmm. So, Ben, just having a look at the stories in the week just been. Now, of course, we uh, did do a late podcast. I think it came out, was it Wednesday instead of Monday with Brett? So there's not really a lot to pick from. But I have found three stories I'd like to at least you know have a quick chat about. First of all, YouTube. I don't know if you've seen this. I think this is kind of cool. YouTube's talking about introducing... What they call, what they are branding fan funding, which is essentially a way of donating money to the uploader of a video, the creator hmm. of a video through YouTube. That's a that's a good idea. Um, I mean, you know, some people get the revenue through the ads, but it's nice to give the person watching a little bit more power in what they can do. Although when I first saw that and I thought, you can now give a tip for a YouTube video. I was like, the last people in the world you want a tip from are YouTube um, submitters. Those people are the worst. I was thinking it was a tip as in, you haven't got the light quite right on that, or your focal point's not set, or you should... You <laughs> oh, should I really see what you mean. You thought you mean like advice tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, this seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, then you worked out they're talking about a, a monetary tip. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. It's yeah, just, I, I think it's kind of neat. make it easy. You know, they're talking about using Google Wallet, and if they make it easy, that it will work. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, again, look, I I haven't really explored Google Wallet, but I, I think, in principle, it's exactly as you said. If it's easy, simple, straightforward, 
it will work. If it's going to be some cumbersome, confusing sort of, you know, process, then it's just going to fall flat on us. Because, you know, when you when you want to give a tip, you, you just, you kind of want to do it at that moment. If it becomes a difficult thing, you, you think, well, forget it. The moment's gone. Yeah. So I think it's kind of neat because, you know, it's a nice way of, I, I think, you know, I think there are videos out there that viewers will be willing to give, you know, that they'll be watching and it has happened already where they perhaps have watched a video and thought, oh, that's really cool. I really wish I could sort of help this person behind this video, you know, who made this video. And now you can, or soon you can, I should say. Especially if the person that, you know, the video that you're watching could be part of a series and, you know, they sort of indicate that if you donate, if you if you tip them money, then you're more likely to carry on making more of them. And Yeah, yeah. It's user pays, it's good. Yeah, I think I think it's great, and uh, you know, it's just another option. It's not replacing necessarily anything, or no one's saying this is the only way or this is what you must do, is it? It's just an an additional option, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So they've already rolled it out in what four countries? I think the US, Australia, Japan, and Mexico. Why in Mexico? Yeah, I was going to ask you the same question. It's like why Mexico? I guess Mexico are known for their online tipping. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, Ben. <laughs> Maybe they are. So I don't know. Weird. Maybe they are. Maybe they're, they're known for it. Then the Guinness Book of Records for the uh, you know <laughs> biggest online tippers. I don't know. The, the most tipping per capita. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, I don't know. It, it's it. You know. Mm. Anyway, I, I kind of would have thought maybe some European countries, maybe even uh, Canada as well. But yeah, I would have uh, thought Canada. Yeah. And Maybe they meant Canada when they wrote Mexico. <laughs> Easy mistake to make, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just uh, north instead of south. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, it's um, yeah, it's called fan funding. If you want to find out more, Google fan funding, and uh, you'll find out there. But as I say, it's basically a way to leave a monetary tip to the creator of a YouTube video that you've just watched. Oh, by the way, Ben, we haven't mentioned either, have we, that there is a cut. Uh, Google will take a cut, which is 5%. Plus, I think everyone knew that, though, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But it's nice to know it's only 5%, although you kind of wouldn't want it to be anything more than that when it's about tipping, would you? If you, if you buy, you know, just kind of, I guess what I'm saying is, you know how the, uh, I think the Android store and I think the Apple App Store are both set at 30%, if I remember correctly. So when you sell software through those channels, the, you know, Google or Apple respectively take 30%, a 30% cut. Now, I can understand that. Now, I think that's quite a fair uh, amount, if you like, because, you know, it's, it's about making a sale. Whereas when it comes to tipping, you don't want that cut to be anywhere near that because you want almost all of your money to go to the, you know, to the person you're tipping. How much do you think the average tip would be? A dollar? People would just go a dollar? <laughs> yeah. I, because they're also taking an additional 21 cents, which yeah, when you add into the 5%, it turns out to be 26%, which is an awful lot close, awfully close to your 30% you were talking about. Yeah, well, that's true. When you, when it's a when it's a dollar, that's right. If um, people are donating $20, then sure, it's trivial, but yeah, I'd so, say the majority of people are probably going to tip around that dollar mark. Do you think so? Yeah, because it's a nice clean number. You're used to it with iTunes songs, and it's just something that people's, you know, it's an easy thing. Hmm. Because they're going to accept amounts between, I think, $1 and $500. Uh, but who would like tip anything near that? 
I, to be honest, I would have thought maybe three dollars would be like what people would do. Is kind of what my, was my gut thing. I, I think there'll be a lot of winners, <laughs> winners and twoers. <laughs> but I thought the middle might be three, with some giving five. And you know, there's some crazy tippers out there. And you've got yeah. to remember as well, tipping is not in our culture. I think there's a cultural aspect to it as well. Uh, down here in, uh, you know, down under, it's we we don't tip. And for those of you listening from the US, I don't, I don't know if how, uh, you know, depending on how well travelled you are, you may not be aware that uh, you know there are countries like New Zealand where you do not tip. You go to a restaurant, the price you see is a price you pay. You don't leave a tip for the for the waitress or the, or the waiter because they are paid proper salaries. Yeah, and that salary has worked into the the price of the food, and you exactly. know that your what you're paying is yep. what you're supposed to pay, and people get what they're supposed to get. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's for people for people that come from countries that don't tip. It's a very strange. Con- I guess, yeah. I totally understand. I've got amazing service. I will leave this person a tip to say, "Hey, I got an amazing service." But I don't understand a culture where you will be giving someone additional money for doing nothing. It's just or really- isn't for doing the job? Is that what you mean? Well, no, if they don't even give you good service, they just give you mediocre service. Yeah, but I have still heard... to give them 15%. Well, I don't know. I have heard because, you know, I, I, I'm no tipping expert, but but when I spent some time in the US, uh, the first place, the first diner we went to, that would that was going to be our first uh, tipping experience, if you like. So I, I sort of leaned over to the table next to me. I said, excuse me. And, um, and, I, and I asked, you know, I said to them, look, we're not from the US what what kind of what's the deal with tipping is that what we do here and if so how much and and they kind of explained to me they said well you know kind of yeah, 10 or 15% is is what you're looking at you you could give 20% if you or more if you particularly you know if you thought the service was outstanding but they said they also said if the service was really bad like if you're really unhappy you could even leave no tip so that probably depends on who you talk to because from i mean i've i've my my little experience was sort of I didn't really take it in when I was there, but from what I've heard from absorbing you know podcasts and things, it seems like even like not tipping is pretty frowned upon. Like it's rude, isn't it? It's yeah, they yeah. consider it very rude. Um, yeah, almost but, like an insult. Uh, not not that either of us really know. <laughs> you had a very small sample size of one person. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly <laughs> my, right. My sample size is even smaller of no people. <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting concept. In fact, um, just a little side note here, France was very much into tipping, just like the US. But some years ago, or a few decades ago now, they they tried to force a change in culture. And they instructed restaurants and other, you know, in the hospitality industry to include, if you like, the tip, what would be the tip in the prices like we have here in New Zealand. And so suddenly there was no obligation to tip and the French people understood that, you know, when they when they were served a, a drink whilst they were sitting at their, their, you know, their roadside cafe table, that, that that person bringing the drinks is being paid a fair wage. Now, from what I've gathered from having talked to, to, to French people, that um, it, it took a while to catch on and people still over there now, they still sometimes will leave a tip. It's very hard to change culture. Especially when you start off with the phrase "force culture change," it's not not usually welcomed. Well, yeah, I mean, those were my words, but I mean, you know, that they were essentially—it's essentially what they were doing, weren't they? Mm. By you know, passing this law. So anyway, uh, there you go. That's uh, tipping. There we go. Perhaps some US people might have some tips for us on tipping. 
If you want to, leave leave some comments on boysoftech.com under the story. Love to hear from you. Now, iTunes, the iTunes Festival is on now, Ben. I don't know if you're into this at all or not, but they have uh, every so often, every year, I think it is, or is it twice a year? I can't remember. iTunes, uh, Apple organises what they call the iTunes Festival. This time the venue is in London. Tickets are free to, to go in person, but of course you have to apply because seats are obviously limited. It's streamed across the internet for free through Apple TV and through iTunes. And they have a range of acts from, well, they're kind of, I mean, you know, they've, in fact, what are we now? We're with the, uh, this is the, it's the morning of the 8th of September. So uh, coming up tonight, now I'm just thinking, uh, of course, with the different time difference, this will be very difficult to try and work out. But on the 8th in, in London, so on the evening of the, Eighth in London, which I, so which should be tomorrow, depending on where you live. Is Robert Plant? Have I confused everyone? Robert Plant. We got later on. We got things like Maroon Five later on in the month. Farrell Williams, David Gray, Blondie, and Chrissy Hind performing on the sixteenth. And then you've got acts like uh, GCJ, Placebo, uh, Lenny Kravitz as well, and Kylie. So and Ed Sheeran, just to name some of the big names. So they fit in different parts of the spectrum, and it's kind of cool. And I, I just wondered, did you have you ever watched any of the uh, the live casts? I did, didn't know it was a thing. Right. Okay. Fair enough. In that case, that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Pretty solid. No. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So if you're into music and you want to check it and you like li- particularly live music, check out the iTunes Festival. I guess the easiest way is just uh, your starting point would be iTunesFestival.com. You may have also noticed if you have iTunes and you go to the iTunes store, there's a big sort of splash, you know, a banner thing there that you can find out more. I, I don't know if I should be embarrassed or not to say this, but I really enjoy... Fi- I, I like this. I'm getting into a lot of boy bands right now. I don't know why. But anyway... um. <laughs> Five seconds. I can just see your face, by the way. I can't see your face, but I can imagine the the look on your face. Um, five seconds of summer played on the on the fourth, and I watched them, which was on the fifth New Zealand time, a couple of days ago, and uh, oh, just absolutely enjoyed it. Those guys look uh, great. I don't, I don't know what they are. Yeah, it's kind of because I know, I know some of your tastes in music, and particularly what you don't like. And I, don't, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know you wouldn't like these. These. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a fair. It's a fair assessment. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, it's just a lot of fun. That's kind of, yeah. So I might, I might watch Robert Plant, I think. And I'm going to watch Blondie and Chrissy Hind actually, as well. Mm, on the that would be entertaining. That, that would be, I think, and possibly Lenny Kravitz as well, depending on what I'm doing there. Of course, it's 8 o'clock in the morning New Zealand time here when, when the acts are on, uh, between 6 and 8, depending on the, some of them have a, you know, a, a pre, what do you call those, what, what do you call those, a support act? Is that what it's called? A uh, warm-up, yeah. Yeah. You know, the one that, Happens before the other one, the entree. Yeah, the, um, the entree and the main. <laughs> That's right. So they're not. It's not available on YouTube or anything after the fact. Or ah, uh, look, I don't know. To be honest, I think they try and channel it through their software. I think. Yeah. So okay. Well, I'm never going to be able to watch it. Then. Right, because you haven't got YouTube, iTunes. And- okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, the thing is, that they and they do have them on there. You know, you can play back select videos for uh, some months. I think three months or something. I can't remember. You know, after the fact. Hmm. But yeah. Anyway, there you go. That's the iTunes Festival. iTunesFestival dot com. Now we've got one more story to talk about. It's a New Zealand story, so we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about Pixel Jam. Don't go away. Welcome back. Now, Pixel Jam, I don't know if you've, have you been, have you heard of Pixel Jam? 
I've heard of Pearl Jam, which is what I thought that was when I first saw the headline. <laughs> well, I dare say there's a lot of people that will be participating in Pixel Jam that will be into Pearl Jam. I was like, wow, that- Pearl Jam, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, it's nothing to do with Pearl Jam. It's uh, Pixel Jam. Is basically, you've heard of the 48-hour film fest, uh, film. I've actually seen I've seen a guy do this and he created a game from he had no framework no basically nothing built and did the whole thing it's just it's it's amazing it's absolutely amazing yeah so um, as you've alluded to it's a, it's basically like what the 48 hour film competition is but this is for game design so you're designing a game as you said Ben from scratch although you are allowed some uh, prep work but uh, they give you the theme on the day uh, so Pretty much all your code will be done on the day, uh, and you got forty eight hours in which to do it. And so you've um, seen this happen. You've seen I've someone seen, do yeah, this. And the guy, he wasn't even on the, he wasn't on the web or anything. He was doing absolutely everything just straight out of his head. Is it was right? ridiculous. They did a time lapse of it, and it was amazing. Absolutely, I got a feeling it might have been the guy that created Minecraft. All oh, um, right. Yeah, like it, what it, whoever he was, he it was just it was awe inspiring. Oh, so like this I, is a, a video you watched, or you know this. It was a video that I oh, watched. Right, okay. It was like a time lapse video, a couple, like a year or two ago. Right. Um, very, very impressive. Yeah, there's a lot of talent out there, isn't there? Mm. And this year, it's actually being hosted at Victoria University of Wellington on the Kelvin campus, uh, September twelve to fourteen. And entry costs. In, in case, I mean, there might be people here interested in in uh, participating. It's thirty dollars to enter. It covers some food. It doesn't say what food. I haven't quite worked that out yet. And uh, you get a T-shirt for your team, one each. Um, and there are prizes as well. And I think there are rumours this this year because they do this. They've done this last year, and there were prizes for the top three games. And I think this year they're talking about categories. So is this like? This is the one event, or this is the New Zealand leg of it, or no? It's a New Zealand thing. Okay. Uh, Pixel. Maybe I've seen a different. Maybe I've, maybe the one I saw was different to this right. one. Okay. Same same thing. Same principle. Okay. Right. Because pixeljam.com, pxljm.com is uh, registered to to a New Zealand address. So the, this particular one is a New Zealand one. But you know, there might there may be equivalents in other in fact there probably are equivalents in other countries and that's kind of what you were saying before. Mm, yeah. There's a bunch of FAQs uh, on their website if you are interested. You'll need to bring your own hardware, your own equipment basically, and they'll supply the power and the internet access. They give you a theme. I think I mentioned this on the day. So of course you you won't know what you're going to be building largely until the day. And they are trying to work on 24-hour access, but at this stage, I'm not sure where they're allowed to be. <laughs> they have to work with Victoria University to, to figure that's that out. Just, that's crazy. But, but, <laughs> how can you restrict that? How can you restrict it? Well, you know, like, how can you restrict access when, like, when it's supposed to, you know, we've only got 48 hours. You need to make this as simple as possible for them. You need to remove all obstacles. And by saying, oh, by the way, you can't actually leave between one o'clock in the morning and five in the morning, I mean, something like that, it just, you can't do that. It's not fair. <laughs> well, like, yeah, they're trying to, you know, make it so you can, they can stay there for the full 48 hours. So yeah. It's a 48 hour program mean competition but it's only between nine and five and other than that, you <laughs> so you've only got like 16 hours <laughs> yeah yeah but good luck oh <laughs> uh, yes and uh anyway so there you go uh pixeljam.com pxl px pxljm.com take out the vowels yeah. basically oh that's the website the, uh, yeah take out yeah that's right take out the vowels and then add a dot com 
yeah, so it should be interesting. And I, I'm, I'll be really keen to find out uh, or to, you know, look at uh, the, uh, you know, what's been produced from that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, see what people are doing. Would you be interested in entering, Ben? No. You do do development work, though. But not... Um not program, not game program. Not, not games, okay. Not game development, yeah. No, maybe if, uh, yeah. No, there's, no, no. Just no. Okay. <laughs> do you, do you, one thing I did consider in, entering, and I wondered whether you'd be interested as well, is the, uh, I, although I don't know if it's still running, the programming competition that takes place every year, the New Zealand programming competition. And they give you pu- pu- like little puzzles to, you have to build uh, a tool to solve a puzzle kind of thing. Or to, or to behave in a certain, you know, yeah. That'd be interesting. Um, it depends depend what you were doing, really, and, and you can what, your, what language well, you were I was just going to say, yeah. you can choose your language pretty much. There's uh, there's certain, la- well, they list a bunch of languages that they'll support. And other than that, it's pretty, I mean, I, because I, I, PHP's my thing. and Same, that's what I resort to. And I do quite a lot of command line PHP programming. Yeah, yeah, I do, exactly. Um, CLI, yeah, exactly. And I, some couple of years back, I asked them about PHP because it wasn't listed. And they said, oh, yep, yep, um, we, we, we'd be happy to. They said it's just a case of finding um, if they've got a resource that can scrutinize the, um, you know, who's familiar with output, you know, with PHP so that when they're sort of scrutinizing what you've submitted, yeah. um, you know, that they've got the you know relevant skill set. So and and as well as also the ability to have PHP because they supply the computers for the for this other for this um, New Zealand programming competition, and so they wanted to make sure that of course they could commit to supplying computers with PHP already installed. Mm. Mm. I wouldn't have thought that would be very hard, but well, you know, I wrote back saying to them, well, you know, I use a Mac, and just so you know, in case you're not familiar, Macs come with it pre-installed. But anyway. And certainly not hard to install any Linux flavor, and it's they've got native installs for Windows now. So it's like, yeah, what's yeah. the obstacle? Well, no, I think the obstacle is, is the venue because they go. It's universities and uh, what do you call it? Um, Politics is where they hold, hold this thing, this competition. And, so surely they'd be running and, flavors of Linux. Like. Well, I, I don't know. I think you know you got to remember that you know it, the, the environment, the operating environments are locked down, and they have to have cooperation and willingness by the the venue to install and then perhaps uninstall if they no longer want to have that supported um, mm. on the computers. And I think that's the, really the the question. They don't own the computers; it's the the venues that do. Mm. So, and just the administrative overhead. You know, who's who's going to be paid to to do you know all that sort of stuff? So it's all on a voluntary basis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But anyway, there's a New Zealand programming competition, which has nothing to do with this podcast. So we should probably end it there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ben. Thanks for co-hosting. Sweet as it was good. Yeah, it was a good fun show, and we'll do it again next time. Cool. All right. Until then, take care, everyone. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Goodbye. 